Welcome back to Project Healing. I'm Katherine Ann, psychic medium and intuitive healer. And I am Jenna Korzynski, psychic medium and empath. Today we are talking all about psychic children. <laughs> um, in my head, I'm laughing because in my head there was a, a sound there that didn't really happen because it's it just like, Catherine boom, and I boom, here talking. Boom. So, yeah, yeah, almost like the SVU music should start. Right, exactly. Well, we've been um, them and we have them, so I feel like we qualify to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. I'm really, really pumped about this topic. Um, other names for psychic kids are intuitive children, crystal children. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. Children. Ooh, right? Crystal children. That one, that's my favorite. That's my Love personal it. favorite. Um, rainbow kids and indigo children. Do you know of any other names for psychic kids that I missed on that very long list? <laughs> I think um, just highly sensitive. Yes. Highly yeah. sensitive children, highly sensitive people. I think, what is it? HSPs that you'll see them referred to. There's a bunch of like support groups on social media for HSP kids. Yes. Awesome. Um, so I really want to talk about like, what are the markers for intuitive kids? Because so many children have intuitive abilities and so many parents don't realize that that's what's going on with their kiddo. So um, a couple things that I know about psychic kids is that they have very vivid dreams. Um, sometimes they can have premonitions, which they don't have to be profound. They can be as simple as saying, you know, I think that I'm going to have a new friend in class tomorrow. And all of a sudden, there's a new friend in class. Or I think daddy's going to be mad about that. And sure enough, daddy's <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> um, what else? Personal what else experience with that one? A little bit. A little bit. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was a kid, I had dreams like that. I remember telling my my brother and my sister and my mom, oh, I'm hating on them so hard. This like, I feel like today. Okay. They, I would tell them about these dreams that I would have and they would insist I was just making up stories like once upon a time style stories. They were not made up. They were real and they were long and they were vivid. Yes. Yeah. It well, is like a story that, though, though. Because yes, a vivid imagination is a huge marker for a psychic kid because they see things that other kids don't see. So yes. Their imagination runs wild. Um, I'm going to learn so much. This from one you I think is episode. super. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, this one I think is super crazy because this is something that has happened with my my own child. But remembering finding, they remember finding their parents. And what? when Cameron was little and first started talking, he woke up from a dream and he was saying, "Mommy, I couldn't find you. I couldn't find you." And I said what do you mean you couldn't find me? Was it because you woke up in your bed and you were scared? And he said, no, before I was your baby, I couldn't find you. And I was like, wait, what? That is so now, interesting. You. you just gave me mm -hmm. chills because Wesley tells me all the time, I couldn't find you. I was scared I couldn't find you. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. They, they often have that memory of basically being paired up with their parents Wow. And they're looking for their parent. And then 
we are gifted our beautiful intuitive children. I always so say crazy, that right? if it's like a it's like a little slot machine, like my kid stuck his quarter and won over on accident. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, that's not the one I meant. That's not the one I meant. Do over. Give me my quarter back. That's like that's like with this pregnancy. I'm like, this one's like, no, 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 no. It was not supposed to be that one. It was the one next to her. What did you do? It was the one you were supposed to have. Okay, baby Morena. It was the one you were supposed to have. He's like, that one is not an IUD. Don't touch her. (laughs) It was all a lie. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. Yes, that that makes sense though. And it's it's interesting because your oldest is almost seven. Mm -hmm. My oldest will be five in a few months. So that age difference. It's it's huge, right? Because there's so much that they can express to us at seven that they can't quite express yes. at four and a half, five years old. Yes. So the information you can get from Cam has got to be catastrophically more significant than it is with Wesley. And catastrophically isn't even the right word. I, I definitely <laughs> want to point out that I'm aware of that. <laughs> but sometimes it just comes out before I can stop it. <laughs> So anyway, with Wesley, though, when he says he had a dream, I think oftentimes it's his imagination starting to work out and he's just now understanding exactly what a dream is and that kind of thing, right? So unless I'm wrong, because you are educated in early childhood development and I am a mom who just joked about her kids choosing the wrong parents. So (laughs) I think you're more qualified. well, here's the thing. This is what's crazy is like how do kids become intuitive? We're all born intuitive. Right. So they their imagination, yes, it's their imagination, but that's part of their intuition. Um, that's why oftentimes kids have imaginary friends or you will hear them playing alone and talking to nobody. Um, yeah. It's because they're connected and they have a lot going on. I'm pointing to my third eye as if anybody can see me right <laughs> now. Um, but they have a lot going on up in those little brains. Yeah. And it's it's their connection. It really is. It's a true connection. Um, and so it's funny that you brought up the age thing because just an early education thing that I know is kids are conditioned to be who they're going to be between birth and age seven. And this actually is the same for psychic kids. They are conditioned to believe in their abilities or or not to believe in their abilities. And all of this occurs between birth and age seven. Um, So they're living through their life experiences and they're being conditioned by what they're being told. So if a child is having vivid dreams um, and is being told like, oh, no, you're that's all in your head. It's just your imagination. You're making it up. They are being conditioned to believe that they are not connected and that it's just all in their head and they're making it up. So um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, were you encouraged as a child since you were an intuitive child or was it more like we're going to brush you off? So I think a little of both. My, Me too. My, I, I can't remember exactly what age this was around that I would have even known this, but I do remember saying things like, my grandmother's house was terrifying, okay? Absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying in 
all of us, at least the three of us, my brother, sister, and I have memories of standing like at the bottom of my grandmother's stairs and just staring up them because we didn't know why. Um, And I was able to revisit the house as an adult a few years ago, actually. And just being in that house, I had never felt so much pressure in my head. And I just got chills talking about it, honestly, not the good kind. So much pressure. And it felt like someone was stepping right behind every step, not even like their foot under my foot. And it felt like you could hear them saying like, get out, get out, get out. You could just, you could sense it. It was horrifying in the the heat. It got hotter in there and it just felt so oppressive. It felt like you were being crushed. And I can remember that that was the house that my mom grew up in and it was sold a long time ago. My brother is a plumber in upstate New York and was actually doing work on the house that was being renovated to be rented out. So he was able to get me inside the house to be able to walk through it, which was really a cool experience. But oh wow. anyway, it was horrifying. Um, <laughs> it was really scary. It was point, really cool. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. Well, I had another intuitive friend with me who actually left, went back to his um, his then girlfriend's house who lived next door to where my mom grew up small world. And she -hmm. actually got sick from being in the house. She was sick to her stomach because the energy was that significant. It was awful. It was really, really bad. So anyway, I say that because my mom used to hear like Native American drums being in that house and it's in Erie County, New York. Mm -hmm. So if you're familiar with the area at all, you know, the history of New York, the Native American reservations, the wildlife refuges up there, all of that. Like there's a lot of history and there's a lot of trauma to the Native American culture in Erie County, New York. So to hear that had to be really scary too. And the Erie County Railroad, there's a lot of energy there. So if I told my mom stuff, I feel like inside she really believed me, but she would downplay it, not to discredit what I was saying, but to calm me, right? Like, you didn't yeah. see that or you didn't feel that. It's okay. But I do remember waking up and like running into her room and being so scared to run through the hallway or hearing stuff at night. And I would tell her and she would, she never really said it wasn't real, but she never really said it was either. It went both ways. Right. I don't know yeah. if that's well, how it was for you. Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, my, I would say my dad would be more inclined to be like, nope, you know, nothing is allowed to harm you and kind of go like the religious route with Mm it. Um, and my mom was the same, like she would just basically comfort me with the same thing, not really say if it was made up in my head or anything. Like she wanted, her goal was just soothe I think um but it's funny that you bring up like the nightmares and things like that because that's something that happens to these kids because they are so open they don't know how to protect um so sometimes their experiences come out in personality and behavioral traits um which can kind of separate them from their peers right so yeah being shy or withdrawn. Hey, that was me. I don't know. Were you shy or were you outgoing as a kid? I think this is a little hard. I hid behind my microphone when I said that. I think this (laughs) is a little hard to believe. (laughs) I was actually very shy as a young child. 
I came out of my shell in high school and I kind of, I bust through and took like most opinionated in my class yearbook kind of thing by the end of the year. That's awesome. <laughs> by the end of You were like, I have year. arrived. I yeah, have arrived. <laughs> but I was very shy before. And what you said um, in the previous episode about like hiding behind your parents, being attached to your mom's mm-hmm. butt, so to speak, so you wouldn't have to see anybody. <laughs> I was the same way for a long time. And I think growing out of that was because I had a younger sister and I've always been, I just, I had to like step up, watch out, take care. So it was that bossy older sister mentality that made me like move aside so she could be there kind of thing. But yes. overall, yeah, I was shy until I wasn't, <laughs> then I was not. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm right there with you. My mom was like, we're going to put her in dance class because she will not detach from my hip. And then I was like, ooh, a stage. Woohoo. Yes. Um, That was always me. Psychic kids are way more creative too. So they're super creative. Um, I was making up dances, man, as early as I can remember. And for me, all of my dancers know this. So if they hear this, they're going to laugh at this. But I literally see sparkly shadow dancers in my head when I hear music. That's awesome. So for me, it's spirit dancing in my head. How I never connected that is beyond me because I've said I see sparkly shadow dancers in my head for years. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> we are drawn to animals. Psychic kids are really drawn to animals. Ooh, which let's backtrack because is... I want to hit two things you just yeah. said before I okay. forget because we know my brain. Behavior. So... My son mm-hmm. has been, he just finished, but he was in occupational therapy for having outbursts and that kind of thing. And he also yep. was the kid who he would wake up in the middle of the night screaming and there would be a difference between he had a bad dream and he runs into our bedroom or he would be frozen in fear sitting on his bed, scared out of his freaking mind, just pointing and crying and screaming, yep. waiting for us to get him. And... I can remember even when he was a baby, you can judge this one. I give you permission. I'd hear him crying (laughs) and I knew in my blood that it was like something supernatural was in there or a spirit or something. I wouldn't go in because I didn't want to confront it because at that time I wasn't I wasn't taking charge of my intuition. It was still, it was more like right after I had him, I think is when I went through my second spiritual awakening and it scared the ever loving crap out of me. So Mm -hmm. I was just terrified. My anxiety was so high. My postpartum depression was really bad. So I would send my husband in and we actually didn't have a camera baby monitor because I was afraid to see anything on there. And I still say that. Yes, they're so creepy. So anyway, the behavior, yeah, I think that that's something that I, and I I shared that with his occupational therapist. I was like, he's an empath and I know we've talked about this, but he's an empath. And I don't think I told her too, though I was, he's a medium. He sees people who have passed and I've had so many psychics confirm that now for me as well. But I remember my husband saying, do you think he sees people? I still can't believe I didn't like step into it then either because he he said it like, do you think he sees like you do? I was like, ugh, probably. So we knew we could tell that that fear was different, that he was seeing things. We absolutely knew it. It was terrifying. And his behavior and his sensitivity to the energy of others 
is intense as well. He will gravitate toward if Mike has, Mike has a couple of buddies. Mike is my husband. Mike has a couple of buddies who will come over and one of them in particular has been like up and down with his depression. Wesley mm-hmm. will always find this guy, sit on his lap, give him a ton of hugs, loves all over him, knows he needs it. He can feel it. Yes. And you yeah. can see that. He always gravitates to the person who needs more love. Always. Absolutely. And the dog, um, the dog that I call my soulmate, Winnie, Jenna won't let me make her the podcast cover. I'm just kidding. I've never asked, but it, it's fine. <laughs> I, I didn't do it when I was flying solo either. Um, Winnie's my soulmate. Um, she and Wesley are inseparable, unless it's me. So she, but the way that she connects with him and the way that he looks at her and the way that she nuzzles, 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 nuzzles her head into his lap and just lays with him. It's sweet. You can tell he really feels her and he, he understands it. And I've always said, I don't think that my second is, um, very sensitive, but I think he's very connected with animals. I think that will more or right. less be his connection because he's he's like that with the old crabby dog. That's the only person, that's the only small child that that dog will be around ever. He hates <laughs> all of the rest of them. He will bite them. But this one he'll let sit and pet, and he doesn't do that with Wesley. So behavior, right. animals, 100%, I can see that. Yes. And, and, and the animals have always gravitated like us, to me. though. Like their what what their um gifts look like are going to differ, you know, just yeah. like everybody. Like everybody's gifts will differ. So just because maybe he's not seeing apparitions or people that have passed, like doesn't mean that he's not connected in a different right. way. Um psychic kids always want to help heal people. Mm-hmm. Like that is one thing that I have seen so much over the years because I work in childcare and the little intuitive kids, they're the first ones to run over to want to help heal somebody if they're injured or if they're upset. Um, oftentimes, two of these kids are more, way more mature than other peers their age. It's, you know, people refer to that as like the old souls, right? That's what yeah. we we know it as. And that is, that's so true. Talk to my son, Cameron, and you will be like, oh, okay, I see it. I see what you're talking about. 100%. There. He's a little man. Um, yeah, he really is. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, and also can be pretty overwhelming. Um, <laughs> but you're right about like the kids being, I don't want to say misdiagnosed because it doesn't mean that they don't have the disorders. Oh that yeah. He needed that with. help. Right. But they often show the same markers as ADHD and sensory processing disorder, autism, Can behavioral I disorders. Can I on that sensory processing too? You think about yeah. this. This is something, I think it was you and I, it might have been one of my students. It was one of my students this week. We were talking about sound overload and how mm. for me, when I, if I'm meditating or if I'm listening to music to soothe me, it has to be solo classic piano nothing else oh, okay and i believe that that is because it's one instrument if mm. there's a million different instruments going on also x band geek by the way um if there's a million <laughs> instruments going on it's overwhelming and i can't calm it or if there's like right. someone tapping on something or wesley because you brought up ADHD as well, sits in his chair and back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And something's yes. clicking and he's got to click it and he's got to make the noise. 
and it makes me insane, but I'm the same way. And everything that overstimulates him overstimulates me. If I'm tapping like that, he's like, mom, but he's doing it to get his own excess energy out. It's it's all of the energy that you're not processing is irritating you because you're not getting rid of it. So you imagine filling up a water balloon and filling up a water balloon and it's starting to stretch too much and you should really tie it off so that you can throw it. And you just keep filling it and filling it. And finally, it breaks and pops on its own, right? That's what it's yeah. like in my mind for someone with SPD, with, with sensory processing disorder. Of course, yes, there are people who have that. But then I think there's some, I think there's a good number of people who don't realize that they're intuitive and they're not processing that yes. energy appropriately. Which, Correct. by the oh. way, I want to say too, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, which is part of why we wanted to talk about this this month as well, so that we can yes. hit all the bases of things that um, that not not confronting your intuition and making it a strength rather than than a weakness. What it what it can right. do, what kind of unrest you have in your your body and in your mental health when you're not coming to terms with it and using it in control. Right. Absolutely. And so many intuitive kids do live with depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. partially because they feel misunderstood. Yeah. Um, they feel like they have to internalize a lot. I know this was me. I internalized so much because I felt like people, other people wouldn't understand the information, the way that it was coming to me. Yeah. How do you say to somebody, hey, I had this crazy dream about my boyfriend cheating on me and then it happened and now it's killing me on the inside yeah. because I know he's a scumbag, Especially but I can't school. walk away. You know, like all these things happen So the teens. Yeah. When you were a teenager, was your anxiety and your depression masked? Were you still outgoing oh. and like the, the fun one or no? Because for me, I think I would have been the last person you would have guessed suffered from anxiety or yeah. depression. Yeah, I think my I, first boyfriend really took the brunt of that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I hear that. That poor but yes, love. I've always been, well, since I came out of my shell, um, which really changing schools was kind of instrumental for me there. I changed schools in sixth grade and I was kind of almost, it felt like I was like to recreate myself. That's mm-hmm. how I viewed it at the time. Um, and I really kind of came into who I was then like I took pieces gift. of who I was before that and then you know kind of made myself up as I went in a way um but still remained true to myself but um yeah it was really really overwhelming in the teen years the depression and the anxiety because you do you mask it so that nobody knows and yeah. and and it's because you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about all the weird stuff that's happening. Yeah. I was the closet emo kid. Right. Right. Yeah. The closet emo <laughs> Absolutely. kid. I listened to all the angsty music and all the sad things and wrote all my poetry, but I was the happy-go-lucky, nerdy, smart kid. For right. sure. Yes. Sarcastic <laughs> still, but definitely closet emo kid. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's that. that just about sums it up. Now, when you were a child, like I had crazy vivid dreams. Did you share that as well? Do you have the crazy yeah. vivid dreams? Yep. Um, I would get voices in my 
my ear. Yes. It always happened when I was laying in bed at night. And yep. so I have this thing about putting the covers did over you, my that's ear. That's what I did too. Yeah. I slept with the covers yes. over my ears, up to my nose, sometimes up to my eyeballs. And it's so, that's so funny. Did you, and it was like, if you didn't cover your whole face, you couldn't sleep because someone was going to see you. And it always felt like someone was about to put their hand right on my head. It was so uncomfortable. Yes. So uncomfortable. You would hear Jenna, right? Yep. Or, yes. Hello. Hello. Yep. And you're like, oh, yeah. The hell is happening. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Well, and think about, I mean, that happened for me mostly in my teen years, but think about a younger child going through that. That's going to come out in crazy behaviors. Like, they're, yeah. you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And it probably spooked you to the point where your parents thought you were crazy at certain points. And so, if your kids are telling you somebody's whispering in their ear, please listen to them. Wesley will go, what, mom? I'm like, shit. No one said anything right. to you. <laughs> right. right. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> that happened a couple of nights ago. I had a really, uh, caveat, I had a really intense reading um, with someone. And I told them that if if the spirit who was bothering them was bothering them to the point that they felt like they had to, they could tell them to come find me and that I would explain to that spirit, find me your living person and I will connect to them for you. <laughs> that was stupid because that spirit uh. was not very happy. And I, for the first time since I've really held on to this second time, I worked with a student who sent me um, someone from her family who was not very nice either. They, she didn't send them. I latched on <laughs> and I have issues letting go when I feel like I'm helping someone. So there's that. Right. Um, I just almost nose dove into the microphone just so you know, um, just so you guys <laughs> all get the visual. Uh, that spirit, this was two nights ago. I think this was two nights ago. I was laying in bed talking to Mike and we heard giggling downstairs. I was like, he said, did you hear that? I was like, it was outside. The windows are open. And in my head, I'm like, that was so downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so we both heard it. And he's like, okay, okay. You know, he didn't believe it either. He knew. He, right. he always, he's like, you, you go investigate. It's not someone breaking in. It's something you brought. It's always something I brought. <laughs> But that spirit was the first time since I was a teenager that I heard someone like commanding my presence like that. They were like, hey, hello, you wanted to talk to me. What do you want? I was like, um, <clears throat> you can leave now. <laughs> Please leave. I said it. I said it was on my terms. I said it was. Did I say that? Did I say it was on my terms? <laughs> I, was, I think I said, you can't talk to me right now, sir. Thank you. No, but I did. I had to ask him to leave a couple of times and I yeah. could hear the, the floorboards outside of my bedroom door creaking a little bit. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then Mike forgot to close. All the windows were open. He forgot to close the bathroom door. So it kept clicking. <laughs> I looked over. Of course. Please tell me. Of course. You closed it all the way. He goes, I don't know. Like, oh my God. Are you going to make me get up and look? Y'all, I'm seven months pregnant. Like, Mike, get out of bed and go look. <laughs> but he's too scared. <laughs> so right, I got yeah. up. The door was the door was open, but we heard, definitely heard the giggles. And even at 31 years old, when I walked to check the bathroom door, which is like a step outside of our bedroom, if you turn around, you're going to see the stairs. 
So I literally closed my eyes and hopped back into my bedroom and shut the door. (laughs) So I guess there's some stuff you never grow out of. You know, when you're just like, I got to run to my bed so nobody can get me. Because when you're in your bed, you're safe as long as the covers are over your head. Yes. And wrapped around my feet. They have to be wrapped around my feet too. Because you don't want anyone grabbing your toes, right? Even though they're not going to. And if they really wanted to, what do the covers matter? It's a spirit. (laughs) The logic that went into that. Clearly, so this is the point that we're making too, is like creates anxiety in you. It's it's yes. mental unrest because you don't understand what's going on. And oftentimes I think that these kids don't realize that this isn't normal for everyone. This isn't right. everyone's experience. So Absolutely. we don't really talk about it because it feels like everyone's probably going through this. No. I had a little boy at the daycare that um Every day he would announce when his parents arrived. So cool. Every single day. And he came, comes from a split family. So he would say who it was. We didn't we didn't have the schedule down. We didn't know who it was, but he would say who it was. And I mean, blew us away, right? But he would look at us like we'd be like, wow. And they'd walk through the door, he'd look at us like, what? Why why are you making a big deal out of that? But it's so <laughs> incredible to see these kids just know and be confident with it. And they're just like, oh my dad's here. Totally fine. Wes totally has fine. Said before like, he'll go, did you forget dinner was in the oven? Remembered when you burned it? No. Later that night, shit, dinner's burnt. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that has happened or my all-time favorite is when we were driving home and where I live like pretty much every exit if you miss it there's another one in like two seconds on the interstate like back where I grew up if you miss your exit you're driving for another 30 to 45 minutes to get off and turn around and come back if you're you know if you go all the way into Genesee County into the boonies and whatever so you've got right. like two exits right so here it's more populated, whatever. Um, Wesley said, you can't get off this way. You have to go. He goes, you got to get off over here. You can't get off this way. Why are you driving? You have to turn. You have to turn. And he kept telling us, I'm like, you're at the time, like he had to be maybe almost four. I remember looking at Mike, I'm Mm -hmm. like this backseat driver. (laughs) He told us we couldn't go the way we always go. We can't go that way. Yeah. It was closed because of an accident. We were stuck in traffic for an hour. He was right. It was infuriating. And to (laughs) also, at that point, I knew that I was psychic. So it was extra irritating because had I not been ignoring him, maybe I would have been able to tap it and hear it. Pretty sure at the time, by the time he told us it was too late anyway, but it was just, it was crazy. He was absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Or I have a girlfriend who asked him, she was like, Wesley, what's your favorite color? And he said, it's I think it was like red at the time or whatever. He goes, it's red. What's your favorite color? And she goes, um, I really like blue because her son said his favorite color was blue and she just wanted him to feel like hers was the same or whatever she had said. And he looked at her and he goes, no, it's not. It's pink. And just stared and she <laughs> walks over to me and she goes, your freaking kid is just like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, that no, is it's not. Great. <laughs> He's right. Not at all. Right. It's yeah. Pink. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. These pink. kids, you think about like those little things that they know, though, apply it to bigger things. When you tell your child that nothing's wrong, 
and you and daddy are just having a conversation or everything's okay with whatever it is that's going on, they know. They can feel the disconnect. They know when something's wrong. And I think that's another spot where anxiety is just invited in because the kids feel the disconnect. Like my parents divorced when I was 12, but I can't imagine my entire life with them arguing, even if it was behind closed doors, I was so energetically aware of that. And I didn't know that at the time. That's a hindsight thing. Now I understand why I was so nervous about things or why when I was so little, I would write such sad things because that energy was too much. It was just too much. Yeah. You had to get it out. And that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because this is where all of this is going. <laughs> how do we how do we help these kids? Like, how can yeah. we help encourage our intuitive children, um, even if we are not intuitive ourselves? Because maybe you're not turned on yet, but your child is very connected. Um, listening to them and not dismissing them is so so important. Um, when we dismiss and we discourage them, we are basically shutting that door little by little by little for them, which Um, doesn't just make it abilities. Sorry, go ahead. It doesn't just, it's not like it just makes it easier for them to shut it off. It creates complete unrest in your body when you're not in line with your intuition and with the energy that's like coursing through you. It's not only causing anxiety and depression and those types of things. It's also giving you like, there are so many, I love when I feel someone in a reading, I'm like, do you have IBS? What's going on with your digestive system? Are you an empath? It's like those three questions, just boom, 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 because it's so common that we have some kind of autoimmune disorder or some sort of digestive issue or anxiety and depression because that energy doesn't know where to go and it's got to go somewhere. That water balloon's got to drop, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And when when we're blocking them from discovering that and being comfortable with that, we are basically closing down. It's going to get a little woo-woo for a minute here, but we're closing down their chakras and their energy centers. And we're basically turning those lights off within them. And like you said, then the energy is trapped and it has nowhere to go. And it's going to come out in behaviors. It's going to come out in aches and pains. It's going to come out in anxiety and depression. Um, Whereas on the other hand, if you want to help your child, you teach them about chakras and you don't have to get super woo woo. You can teach them that they have energy centers throughout their body. You can refer to it as different colored lights or flowers. Um, and we do traffic lights. Yeah. 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 You can really make it into anything. Yep. You totally can. Yeah. So you can tell them to close up their flower or turn down the lights and do that before they go to bed. So they're they're shutting down the activity so that they're not so wide open because they usually are wide open because they don't know any other way. Um, And that will help teach them the power of protecting themselves, you know? Yeah. Wesley, we have him imagine, and you know, I'm so glad you're saying this too, because we haven't been doing this lately. I put Wesley and Jameson in their own protective bubble every night, but we'll Mm -hmm. also tell Wesley, like, put your pink blanket on, like put your eggshell on, like, guard your energy basically just in ways that he understands. He also will do like deep breathing when he's really upset if we catch it before Mm. he's like really upset, but he already understands walk away from a situation and take a breath. That's something that was a lot of OT, but that's something like that as an empath 
is so powerful for him to have that tool already. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, don't Definitely. discourage it. Listen, and plus, as a parent, don't discourage their imagination anyway. If they're saying wild and crazy stuff, just tell the story with them. Let them keep yeah. exploring it. Let yeah. them keep us young, too, because that's what they're doing. They're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can also encourage them to, like, find their happy place. Like, Cameron is always talking about, like, castles and stuff. So, mm-hmm. in my mind. His happy place is a castle. So I always tell him, well, if you're scared, you know, you can close your eyes and go inside your castle and nobody can get in there because, you know, there's soldiers out there protecting you. And so that is something that's so powerful for a child because it's something that they can relate to and they really get that vivid image that they're inside their castle. Their eyes are closed. They're in the castle and the guards are protecting them and nobody can harm them. And that's just like the child's version of learning how to protect your energy, which is pretty fun. I love that. What else? Listen to all of Jenna's tips today. (laughs) Um, We like to do intuitive games. Um, So the one that Cam and I do is we do like a guessing game where we Mm -hmm. take little notepads of paper and we will write down like red apple. And then we have to guess, like I'll tell him like, guess a color and he'll have to guess the color. And then I'll say, okay, it's a, it's a food item. What food item did I write down? And we do it like that. And then he's got to guess. So and then fun. I show him the paper. And another one that's fun is um, you can do crystals. We have a lot of crystals and shiny rocks in my house. So you can sit back to back and put a few crystals in front of you and pick one up. And then the other person has to describe the crystal that that's you so just fun. picked up. So it's funny that you're bringing that up because today I was like, I'm going to start playing intuitive games with Wesley. And we didn't, it's not like we ever, we don't like talk, we don't script these out, obviously. Good Lord, if we did, we're not doing a very good job. So with Wesley today, I I was getting in the shower and I thought, you know, I'm going to have him guess what number I'm thinking of or what color. Well, his favorite color Mm -hmm. is red, Okay. He wouldn't focus on anything other than red. I'm like, okay, we're going to wait. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. What Maybe color am I thinking of? Object. Red, it's my favorite color. Yeah, I know. Blue, <laughs> it's your favorite color. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> In time. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> That's funny. Like, yeah, pick a number between one and ten. Stage. One. Ten. Right, one. right. Ten. I'm like, ugh. Okay. We're done. <laughs> Get out of the bathroom. I'm taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> right now your time with intuitive games is over that time's the end up of you that. failed bye no I'm kidding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so <laughs> i think that you know for people like us that are connected it's easier to kind of know the answers about how to deal with our kids or not deal with them whatever we choose in that moment and how much energy we have to give as some well. of us are still hotheads but yes <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, But for those of us out there that do not have this connection and don't know where to turn, ask questions, seek help, find psychics and healers that can help you help your child. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there, but I know Catherine will be willing to help and I definitely would be (laughs) willing to help. I'm waiting for her to not say her. Catherine's ready to help you. Crickets. Crickets. crickets no we both are just we her both are. Don't, absolutely don't reach out to me i'm kidding <laughs> Jen, listen let's break it down this way 
I'm not going to give you the most politically correct or the most (laughs) friendly parenting advice. Jenna has years of practice working with childcare where she will at least say the right nice things to you. Um, (laughs) I, however, living on a, on a, what is it? You're winging it, living on a prayer, whatever it is, all of the things. That's what I'm doing at all times. But Yes, intuitively, (laughs) I feel like I know what other people's children need more when I'm asked during a reading. But it's because you just, with being a medium and the mother of a medium, I think sometimes trying to rifle through all of that and just sit and connect with it, it's over-freaking-whelming, right? So I've been trying to get more regular with sending Reiki to both of the kids before I go to bed and sitting with what it is that I need to do for them. And when Wesley gets upset and takes his minute away, I take my second go, what does he really need right now? Because it's it's not the same for him as as it is with Jameson or with most of my other friends, their kids, it's not the same with them for as it is with Wesley. So it's definitely different. And it is very much intuitively led with Jameson. He very much needs, I don't know, like stereotypical, keep him under your thumb kind of parenting because he's just a mischievous little dude. And he answers to his (laughs) dad's like, this is the rule a lot more than Wesley does. Wesley needs the emotion behind it. He needs to understand why things are the way they are. Jake yes. doesn't really yeah. care. But either way, though, the the baseline of what you just said is that kids, when they're struggling, no matter what it is, they need sincere connection. They That's do. what they yep. need. They need us to stop what we are doing Get put your eye phone to eye down. with them and connect. Ooh, and get yes, on their level. Not that we're child therapists yes. or anything, but crouch down. Don't stand over them. Crouch down so you're eye to eye. Or with Wesley, he feels so threatened so easily. We sit like, uh, mm-hmm. what is it, crisscross applesauce? Is that how we say it now? We sit um, <laughs> We sit down with our legs crossed on the floor and we, we put our hands out. We're like, let's hold hands and talk about this because he needs that physical connection with Jameson. If you sat down like that, he would plow you over. That would be the end. Right. But yeah, you, you've you got right. to you sit down. Do not tower above your kids while you're trying to connect with them. There's always a time Absolutely. for discipline, but and there's some, first understanding. Right. And some kids can be real overwhelmed, especially if they're highly sensitive to eye contact. So don't make it a big deal if they cannot uh, make eye contact with you. Allow them to look away and just let them know that you support them. And just what you just said, hold their hands or hug them. They may resist in the beginning, but that's just because they're so emotionally overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the biggest takeaway here is just to support and encourage our kids, no matter what stage they're in in all of this, um, and no matter what you want the outcome to be. I think the more we encourage the curiosity of our children, the more beautiful people they end up becoming in the long run. So whether that looks like psychic crazies like us or not is, you know, that's up to them. It's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. I like how you say beautiful people and I should go to some like beautiful classic song about beauty. And instead I hear Marilyn Manson in my head, the beautiful people. (laughs) (laughs) I've been at a weird place this week. Okay. (laughs) Totally fine. It's totally fine. It's much too much. Uh, Yeah. So 
I don't I think, you know. I, I mean, think that's it on my I think end. That's all I got. If but you I mean, really though, if you I, have questions, I, reach out. Seriously, reach out. Yes, for sure. For, reach out. We want to support you. Um, and I, I'm I'm working up something because it is my end goal to work with psychic children. That's that's it's Jenna's end goal. It's my end goal, man. I'm gonna help heal all the kids so that we can heal this crazy world. Um, but if you have a psychic kid, we want to hear from you because listen, we want people to get on this show. And if you have fun psychic kid stories, let's talk. Yes, we want to hear them. Send just... us our stories. Send us your stories, not our stories. We know our stories. Send us your stories. <laughs> and um also well, for now, send them to we'll link both of our emails below. We're working on getting everything smooshed together for the podcast since <laughs> our partnership was kind of thrown together, which is totally fine, but it, it definitely didn't come with much planning beforehand, which is also totally fine because we're intuitives. <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, yep. No, but send us your stories and also check us out on Patreon. Right now we have a 5 and a $10 membership level and the $10 membership level has monthly medium psychic medium circles so you can get a message from spirit every month from Jenna and I or Jenna yeah. or myself depending on who is available that month to do the circle check us out on patreon show your support show some love as the episodes continue we will be adding more tiers that center around healing and all sorts of things like that so check us out and if you want to book a private reading with either one of us our websites are always linked below catch me Catherine ann on facebook live every wednesday at 9 p.m eastern standard time and jenna on Thursdays, right? You go Thursday, yeah, at yes. 9 p.m. as well. Also yep. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Um, and that's about it, right, Jenna? Yeah. If there's anything you that's guys want to hear a show about, email us in too. Let us know what, what questions are really sitting on your minds right now. And if you are interested in a free reading, it will be on air. Just leave us a review on iTunes and show us some love all right guess that is it i hope you guys are enjoying the progression of the intros and outros as we figure out what we really like here <laughs> <laughs> but for now thanks for listening this is project healing